Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's epicor.com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In today's episode, I chat with Dwayne Cashin. Dwayne is a sales development expert. For 34 years, he's been building sales organizations and exceeding revenue targets in Fortune 500 and privately held companies. The part of Boost Dwayne will address is tap into new markets and obtain more leads. Today's buyers are savvy, distracted, and have very short attention spans. In order to gain their attention, and establish credibility, it's necessary to demonstrate a high level of expertise and insight. So let's listen in. Hey, Dwayne, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Kelly. Yeah, I am excited because we know cash is king and sales is a thing of high importance to so many people that are listening in to this podcast and especially in this age of COVID where Folks have had to pivot, and we've seen um, top lines be decimated. So I am excited to have you as the the king of cash in this conversation. Wow, you're a, you're a bit of a poet, Kelly. <laughs> the king of cash. Oh, wait a minute, I got to write that down. Yeah, I like we that. do. <laughs> I like that. So, Dwayne, for folks who are listening in who aren't familiar with you and your background, give us a little snippet. What's your 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 DMB? Give us a little background about who you are and what you do. Well, 34 years in the wonderful game of selling, sales management, and leadership in small companies, Fortune 500. I have started a couple companies, and there you go. I, I think I have all of the, uh, all of the scars and the wounds and, and, and all of that to go along with it, but it's been a great ride, and I'm still digging it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, one of the things that we hear often when you talk to entrepreneurs and, and small business professionals in particular, they, oh, I hate sales. I don't like sales. So how do you address that, that phenomena that people just don't like? Sales? Or you've got the other side, those folks who are, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I, because I would always challenge people to say, regardless of who you are, what you do, if you're married, you're in sales. If you're a parent, you're in sales because you're constantly selling something. So yeah. what would you say, like, how do you approach and, and give comfort to those people who perhaps get anxiety around the whole topic of sales and selling? Well, it's buyers have changed. So it, it, people today don't, don't want to be sold. Mm. They don't want to be pushed. They don't want to be positioned. They don't want to be prodded. They don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable. They've seen all the tricky sales techniques. They're tired of it. So anyone that is feeling like they don't want to be involved in selling should feel good about that. Now you can be yourself. Mm. Now you can be a real human being. What people want today is they want to be listened to. They want to deal with someone who has credibility. 
meaning that 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 representative understands the product and the services but more importantly they understand three other things these are these are really important these three things mm -hmm. number one we need to, before we make contact with a, an organization that we feel we can help and, and that we can contribute to, we need to look into their industry a little bit. Okay. A little Google search. What trends are the pharma, if it's pharma, what trends are the pharma folks going through in uh, North Carolina? Get specific with the territory. Then we go on the website of the company we want to call on. We look for the president's message. We find out what their culture is. And most importantly, let's see if we can understand who a few of their customers are, because who they serve is going to tell us a great deal of information. And the third thing is we have to understand the role, what it's like to walk in the shoes of the person that we're going to call. Mm. Now, you may say, well, Dwayne, give us something that's not so obvious. The truth of the matter is salespeople call. I'll give you an excellent example. I did a keynote speech up in Toronto for a very large association. And the members of that association are companies that sell and service to big box stores, mm -hmm. Verizon's, Home Depot, Lowe's. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to interview a couple of people to get ready for this presentation. There's going to be 500 people in the audience. They gave me several names. One of them was a high-level procurement person at Verizon. And I called this woman and I said, hey, Dwayne, cash in here. I want to get ready for this big event. I hope you're going to be in the audience. She said, you bet. And I said, tell me a little bit about how you feel about salespeople. Mm -hmm. And she bust out in laughter <laughs> like you're doing right now. And I, and I said, why are you laughing? She said, well, let me give you an example. She said, I got a phone call just yesterday. My phone rang. I thought it was my, my uh, conference call. I picked up and there was a salesperson on the other end. I said, mm -hmm. what happened? She said, well, he told me he sells lighting and that he thinks he can save Verizon 30% on lighting. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's very interesting. That's, pre that's a pretty bold statement. And then he said, but, but first, before we get into it, can you tell me the kind of lighting that you have in your retail stores? <laughs> this is a true story. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. So how in the world can a person right. make a claim they're going to save someone 30% when they haven't even taken the time to go into a Verizon store and talk to the manager and find out, hey, what kind of lighting do you have? I'm a sales guy like you. wonder if you could help me out. Give me right. a little bit of info. Now when he calls... He has some information. That's the kind of thing that people are fed up with. And I've had CEOs and presidents tell me they've been called on by reps that haven't even taken the time to go on that company's website. Yeah. So here's another three things. Okay. I know you're into acronyms. You like lists. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. Number one, we have to be a student today. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Until we die. A student. Mm -hmm. Reading. Yeah. Learning. The second thing is we take that information and we become a business person. And that means we can discuss where costs lie, how companies make money, how they gain a competitive edge, you know, the basics, just the mm -hmm. basics. And the third and last thing is then we become a salesperson. Mm. It's the last thing. And, that, and then it, as a salesperson, we're helping align our service to what this individual wants to achieve. And, those are the changes that buyers expect today. And I'll leave you with this. I want, you know, I'm doing all the talking here. I want you to talk. 75% <laughs> conservatively of salespeople are still selling like it's 1980. Pitching mm -hmm. products. Hi, Kelly, Dwayne Cash in here selling lighting. I think I can save you 30% on lighting. We've got a great special. If I can convince you to make a decision today, Kelly, I might be able to save you 35%. That, that, that's, Forget it. It's dead. Yeah. Gone. Adios. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow. So yeah, that's, it's interesting. So I love the student business person, salesperson, because I think so many people lead with being a salesperson and they're relying on the conversation to then become the student. So asking the question to then learn, as opposed to at least going in with some minimal level of understanding of the organization. So I appreciate you, you sharing that, those three points. But one of the things that you mentioned was that, you know, people want to feel listened to. Are there suggestions that you might have in terms of how do I actively listen? What, what is it that I should be listening for? And this, I'm assuming, presupposes that I've done those, my initial homework. I've, done, I've captured the industry knowledge. I've gotten the specific knowledge about the company and their website. And then walking in the shoes of the person that I'm selling to. What does active listening, if you will, look like? Do you have any tips around that area? Yeah, the first thing, for anybody that hasn't read the famous, wonderful book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence mm, People. Love that book. Uh, it's a little dated. It's, it was written in a uh, you know, bit of a chauvinistic uh, period in time, right? It's all focused on men, so the ladies in the audience are going to have to just kind of let that go because there's a number of things in there that are life changing. And one of them is the power of, of listening. Mm -hmm. You know, Dale Carnegie in that book uh, gets a phone call from his, one of his friends who he went to a party with the night before. Maybe you'll remember this. Mm -hmm. And the friend said, Dale, you made a big hit with the hostess last night. And Dale said, really? What did she say? And he said, well, she said you were one of the most uh, pleasurable conversationalists that she ever talked with. And Dale paused and said, that is really interesting because I don't think I said a thing. (laughs) So the hostess was talking and Dale was listening. And it's memorable. I'm just, you know, I'm going to answer your question. What do we listen for? But the first thing I want to, I want to kind of emphasize is how important this is because when salespeople, sales managers and leaders hear that we need to listen, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom and dad have been telling me that ever since I was a little kid. I'm sick of hearing it. What do you got? Right? Yep. But it's powerful. If you, think, if you think about people that you highly respect and admire and ask yourself, will they listen to me? Will they look me in the eye and allow me to talk and vent and express myself? And usually the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So it's powerful. It's a hallmark trait of highly effective people, the, the, yeah. the ability to listen and put their, their self aside, put their needs, their emotion aside on the parking lot and truly be there with the person. Now, really what we're talking about is elevating conversations, not selling. Mm-hmm. We want to become excellent conversationalists, and the elements of that are bring a little knowledge to the table mm-hmm. and start asking questions about them as it relates to their world. How are you dealing with this? What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever had this problem before? What are you going to do about this? Then they start talking and they feel comfortable with you and they're sharing their opinion and their advice. And of course, as you alluded to, active listening is where we paraphrase back. Oh, Kelly, that's really interesting. Wait a minute. I don't mean to interrupt you, Kelly, but what you just said is really interesting. Tell me more about that, Kelly. Mm -hmm. And now now your eyes light up and you get even more excited because... I'm honing in on something that's meaningful to you. Right. And now it's a conversation. It's a back and forth conversation. And that is what buyers want today. But they don't just want chit chat. They want meaningful. They want to see that the business person, the sales rep, 
that they truly have some knowledge about their market, their business, and them as a person, at least what their role is. And yeah. now we're having a conversation, and they're opening up, and we're listening. And we're, wait a minute, that's really interesting. We're paraphrasing. And next thing you know, you feel like you've known this person for a very, very long time. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the truth, right? Yeah, it, it is. It is. And I think, you know, to something that you alluded to without saying it directly is I think successful salespeople are, they have an authentic way of building relationship. Because at the end of the day, so much of, I think, an individual's success as a sales professional is going to hinge upon their ability to not only be familiar and walk a mile in, in the shoes of the person that they're selling to, but it's also just understanding who they are as an individual, you know, knowing who their family is, knowing, oh, you know, listening in for, oh, okay, well, now's not a good time for me to talk because I'm getting ready to head on vacation. Can you call me back in two weeks? But then when I call you back in two weeks, reflect on, hey, how was that vacation? So it's yeah. listening and then really showing in an authentic way because I think the other thing is you've got also sales professionals who know that, Okay, I know relationships are important, but it's almost like they have this inauthentic way of, and I'm going to throw up air quotes, caring, showing that they care about me, where it almost feels like they're only saying that they care because it seems like at the end of that, caring, compassion is a sale. Wow. I mean, there's like four or five really key things that you just talked about. One one of them is is, uh, understanding poor listening habits. One is where we're, we're just waiting for the other person to take a breath so we can jump back in, mm. right? Private planning in our mind. Therefore, we're not listening to what's going on. The other thing is, is that if the pers- what the person is saying does not align with our beliefs or our vision, then we check out and we're not listening. And as soon as they take a breath, we jump in with our perspective. Mm. Yeah, it's an art. It, it really, it really, really is an art. And the other thing that's critical, I think, is to study uh, the four personality styles. Mm. Because if we're dealing with a driver, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to want to do a lot of the talking. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're going to want to be in control. And we have to understand how we can maintain control, but yet let them be in control. That's a fine line. Mm-hmm. Another one is an analytic. Analytics do not like salespeople. Mm-hmm. They don't trust salespeople. They think that they, they're, they're insincere. They're self-centered, mm-hmm. which we've trained them to think that way, frankly. And uh, they are highly skeptical of any claims that a salesperson makes. Well, I'll save you 30%. Oh, this is going to be the easiest installation and conversion you've ever experienced. No, it's not. I don't believe you. Right? And analytics, when we sell them, they want details, charts, right. numbers, percentages. Right? And then, then there's the expressive individual. They're big picture oriented. Uh-huh. If you bring a lot of pie charts with numbers and percentages, they check out in approximately 3.5 minutes. They have no, mm-hmm. no attention span. They want to hear, well, who have you done this for? Give me some names. Mm-hmm. Tell me a story. They want to tell a story. They're very outgoing and gregarious and nope, got to run. Uh-huh. And, then, and then lastly, the, uh, the cooperative person who the, it's all about the relationship. You know, they can be very easy to get an appointment with, but they're very difficult to close because they can't make a decision. Mm. And if you put too much pressure on them, they get buyer's remorse when you leave. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have talked it over with the whole team and the company. Now, oh, I made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So part of having a conversation and part of being that student and that business person is understanding a little bit about people and their personality styles. And that's also part of being the student, yeah. I think. I mean, that's just my opinion. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. So is part of 
the conversation? Is it trying to figure out which of those four personality types the person is that I'm selling to and catering or tweaking my conversation such that it will resonate best to support that person through this, the sales process? Yes, yes, and yes. You nailed it. Boom. I'm oh, a good bam. You got a hundred on that quiz. <laughs> yeah. And people go, oh my God, how am I going to figure that out? Well, there's two things we look for. Number one, a controller or a driver and an expressive, they have a very fast pace in which they speak. Mm. So that's the first thing we're going to pay attention to. The analytic, as you would imagine, and the, and the cooperator, they speak a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. The driver and the expressive, uh, the driver rather is going to talk about tasks. How are you going to help me grow revenue? What's the time frame? How long is this going to take for me to increase revenue by 15%? Boom. They just want to cut to the chase. And uh, the cooperator and the expressive, they're going to be a little bit more about people. Mm. Wow. If you work with us, you're going to find our team is brilliant. They are so magnificent, the people here. So we're looking for the, how quickly they speak or slowly. And we're looking for, are they task-oriented, bottom line, task-oriented, or are they people-oriented? You can nail that within five minutes by asking a couple of questions, encouraging them to open and share with us. And then you listen, as you said, pay fast attention. Mm-hmm. And if we're not sure, we'll say, Kelly, hang on a second. You just said something that's really fascinating. And we're going to ask another question that's going to uncover and unveil this issue of are they people-oriented or are they task-oriented? So there's an element of strategy here, but it all comes from a very genuine place, and that is I want to see if I can understand what you want to achieve, and I want to see if I can help. And if I can't, I am going to refer you to someone that I believe can. Mm. So may I ask you a few questions? Nice. Right? As you said, authenticity. Yeah. Human being. No selling, no manipulation. Let's talk. Let's see if we have alignment. Yeah. And if we nice. don't, that's fine. We'll, we'll just we'll, we'll say thank you so much and, you know, we'll move on. Or we'll circle back in 30, 90, whatever. Love it. You have a book that you're writing. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the book. The book is going to be for small to mid-sized companies that are privately held. Okay where you have a brilliant leader and a brilliant owner who let's say is an engineer and she knows how to build masterful parts for aircraft. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. She graduated from MIT and man, she is the best, but she doesn't know how to sell stuff. Mm. And I'm going to write a book that is going to take the reader through all of the best practices when it comes to, Understanding your market, understanding the compelling reason why the buyer wants your stuff, the value you deliver, how to hire the right people, salespeople, how to assess their skills, how to create an onboarding process that's killer, how to support people, how to hold them accountable, how to process tracking pipeline, the metrics that matter, how to terminate a player in a very humane way when it's just not working out after you've given them love and support, but it's just not working out, you're going to part ways, how to do that wonderfully, and how to continue recruiting. I'm going to just take them through A to Z. It's going to be a how-to book for this brilliant woman who just needs a little help with sales, or this brilliant man who is an artist, a designer, you know, whatever. That's so like a sales playbook? 
it's not a sales playbook. Sales play is it a sales playbook? You know, a playbook. When I develop a playbook for a customer, is it ex, it is extremely customized. Okay. Does it include some of the things I mentioned? Yes. But maybe they already have a wonderful onboarding system and maybe they're expert at recruiting and they do have a great track record in bringing on highly effective reps. Maybe they don't need that in their playbook. Gotcha. But this is is going to be an A to Z book. Are you familiar with uh, Wickman's book, EOS? Oh, yeah. Well, so I'm familiar with EOS because a dear friend of mine is because what is EOS is you get certified to yep. deliver you. Okay. Yeah. So a dear friend of mine is certified to um, yep. deliver us. So Great yeah. Stuff. Entrepreneurial operating system. Yes. It's going to be the entrepreneurial selling system. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's already, uh, already in the works. So now, so when will it be available? When will it be on the street? Well, look, this long, is a pressure how, question for you, Dwayne, because if it's not done now, you gotta, you know, know. I'm your accountability partner right here. Right. Well, I'd like that. <laughs> How how long how many how long can I work fifteen hour days before I like turn into chocolate pudding or something? How long can I do that? I don't know. I'm working on it. Be the judge I'm, work, I'm working on it. It's not it's not going as quickly as I want, but it's it never does. But that's okay. It's like having a baby. <laughs> right. It is. It is. But you know what? This is. We live in a microwave society, but some things are just better in a crock pot, my friend. Bingo. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta write that down. <laughs> Kelly said things are better in a crowd. No, you're right. You, you know that is a whole interesting. You ought to, you know, find some psychologist, bring them on here. You can talk about patience. You know. Yes. Today we, we we've got to rock and roll. We've got to get so yeah. much stuff done. We got to work twelve hour days, and we get so impatient. But there are some things. Yes. That you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill it. Yeah. You, yeah. There's some things that just having a baby takes nine months. Yes. That's what it's going to take. Uh-huh. Building a sales team. The t- I've taken over several teams in Fortune 500 companies that were dead last. And in both cases, interestingly enough, it took me 18 months to get that team over quota performance. Mm. 18 months. Takes time. It does. Takes time. But in the grand scheme of things, 18 months isn't that long. You know, it's, it, but it's, yeah, we've got to be, you've got to be patient. So. Yeah. So, you know, okay, so we're at the end of our time. Okay. But I have, so I have two questions for you, actually. All right. Yeah. Is if someone's listening to all of your awesomeness and wants to circle back and, um, you know, just to reconnect with you, what's the best way for our listeners to reconnect with you and learn more about your work? Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, my website is Cashin, and it's spelled just like it sounds. Nothing tricky. C-A-S-H, Cash, in. Mm-hmm. C-A-S-H-I-N. That is my real birth name, by the way. Oh, that was my second question, Dwayne. How did you know? No way. My second question was going to be, is that your real last name? That's it. So you were born for sales. Is that it? Is that what you I don't know. I mean, a lot of marketing people have said, oh, my gosh, you need to leverage this name. Cash in on your success. Cash in on this. Cash out. Cash in. And it just sounded really cheesy to me, you know? (laughs) I, I said, no, I don't, I don't think so. But my company name is Cash and Sales. Oh, isn't that earth shattering? <laughs> and my website is cashandsales.com. My email is Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, at cashandsales.com. That's a good way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Dwayne, yeah. this has been a pleasure. 
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And especially because I know your time with me meant time away from your book. And I want you to get back to that book. So we are going to conclude this time together. You're a good (laughs) accountability partner, Kelly. And I want to thank you sincerely for what you're doing for the community. Um, I have spoken with you a couple times now. And one of the things I've learned about you is that you are real, you're genuine, and you want to make a difference. And um, that's just a fact about you. And what you're bringing to the salespeople and business owners is a breath of fresh air. And uh, thank you for allowing me to collaborate with you. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.